Rock and Roll McDonald's. All right. Well, it's been um, a long time. A long, long time. 50 years. I don't know how long. It's been 50 years since Ghost in the Garbage had haunted you once, and now it's back. Um, and this is a brand new season, season two. I'm really excited. Daniel is here with me in spirit. I'm there with him in spirit. Yes. Uh, we're we're digital. We are, yes. We are, we are digitally distanced. Digitally distanced. Yeah, interesting times. I wasn't going to say much about this, I guess, but... Did something happen? Something did happen in the world. Oh. Um, there's there's lots going on right now. We're all by ourselves. And actually, no, it, it kind of prompted me at, at your behest to uh, bring Ghost in the Garbage back. Oh, well, that's wonderful. I'm glad I could... I'm glad I've done a good thing during this uh, <laughs> <laughs> very frustrating and, and confusing time for people. It is, definitely. Uh, but I'm excited to do this with you. This is going to be a lot of fun. Absolutely. Uh, season two. Oh, yeah. As we've announced, season two is uh, on the theme Strange Tales. Uh, so for you out there listening, if this is your first time, uh, and if it's not, that means we're not just talking about ghosts. We're going to talk about uh, things like the Dietloff Pass incident, the Roswell incident. Uh, Daniel brought up Lake Vostok. That's got some cool stuff. Oh. <laughs> uh, but today... Oh, I know. It's great. It's going to be fun. Terrifying. What were you going to say? Say it. I was I, I just, just was going to say that Lake Vostok, personally, for me, is terrifying because... Oh, I know. I love it. Um, I love it. As you, Weston, know, and anybody who follows me on uh, mm-hmm. who, on social media knows, I am deeply and and not for nothing, uh, not for no reason, terrified of the ocean. It's uh, it's a monstrous, awful place. Oh, it's horrifying, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so, the, so the idea of a frozen prehistoric lake that uh, people were deciding to drill into. This is where the coronavirus came from. It just occurred to me. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, I'm not a... <laughs> from Lake Vostok. You never know. You I, never I know. said that like I... Def- I said that like I definitively knew, and I probably shouldn't have, because <laughs> <laughs> there's somebody out there now with like like eating their essential oils who's like, we just got to plug that up, and then and then we're safe. Yep, I know. You better be careful. Uh, yes. I Bar am not... the door twice. Yeah. Bar- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh God. I'm not a doctor. I just played one once in a comedy sketch. <laughs> and there you have it. Yeah. Well, uh, did you know too? And we're not talking about Lake Vostok, but now we are. No. Sorry. Yeah. There's a creature in Lake Vostok. Is there? There's a creature. There is. I mean, I I believe it. I would too. And that brings us to uh, the topic of the grand return. <laughs> is a creature. It's a creature. It's a spirit. It's an alien. It's a demon. I don't know. But I do know it's called the Mothman. Have you heard of the Mothman? I have, yes. Mm. Oh, good. Perfect, because that's what we're talking about. Yeah, that's true. Well, I'd like to tell you a story. Tell me. If I may. Please. So, it was the 1960s in the United States, and everyone was very hyped up on men from outer space and nuclear war and really weird-looking automobiles that are still kind of in favor with people that like a retro aesthetic. And there was this town. <laughs> the worst like There was this town. <laughs> this is the best Ken Burns documentary ever. <laughs> oh, good. Oh, I'm glad we've got that going. It was the 1960s. It was the 1960s. Oh, what a night. <laughs> uh, John Travolta, was he doing anything with Saturday Night Fever yet or no? No, that was the, I believe that was the 70s. 1966? I don't know. The Bee Gees were probably a little later also, but maybe Johnny Cash was around. I don't know. But there were things happening. Uh, the X-Men <laughs> were happening. They were. And in this little town, 
There's a sleepy little town in West Virginia. I don't know if you know West Virginia, but they've got monsters out the wazoo. Well, that's true. And they do. A lot of them are in their state senate. <laughs> hey! I, I need sound effects. I'll have to go back and add them. I kind of want to. Um, so, all right. So it's West Virginia, this kind of sleepy little town. Um, I admit I don't know what the industries they had there was. But imagine a West Virginian town in the 1960s. Well, one day, men digging a grave at a cemetery, as opposed to anywhere else, look up, and they see a man-like figure in the trees overhead, flying away. This was allegedly the first sighting of what came to be known as the Mothman. Now this, and I've got plenty of stories, but to continue the first story. As time passed, more and more sightings of a dark figure with a 10-foot wingspan and fiery bright red eyes uh, became more and more common. And it all sort of led up to this event in which uh, a bridge collapsed. What was the name of the bridge? I don't remember the name of the bridge now. But um, there was a suspension bridge in the town of Point Pleasant that collapsed and killed 45 people. Later, it was claimed that the Mothman was somehow associated with this collapse. Maybe didn't cause it, but um, was was a supernatural entity tied to the portents of doom. The portents of doom. How's that? That's, That's nice. The a portent of, of doom. I'm going to have to get better at my digital storytelling. <laughs> my 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 four-year-old, Daniel Noser, she tells me that I need to practice my reading out loud. She won't <laughs> let me read stories to her. She says I'm horrible at reading out loud. Hey, I mean, she 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 is nothing if not honest. So I mean, at least you know she's telling oh, you the truth. I know, but so I need to practice my my monster storytelling. <clears throat> Trying to be helpful. Yeah, yeah. Her, not me. I I think you're doing a great job. Oh, thank you. So there's our segue into the Mothman. The, the Mothman. Yeah. Also, a man. What I mean, I was just thinking this too. A man with wings. My, <laughs> if I saw a man with wings, my first thought would not be to be like, "All right, what are we gonna call the man with wings that we just saw?" My first idea would not be. How about the Mothman? How about the Mothman? Right. Be like Bat, uh, the Batman. Batman. How about the Birdman? How about the Angel Man? That's that's fair. That's a how fair about point. The, the Bat. Well, it depends on what the wings look like. What else has wings? Yeah. The Pelican Man. Yeah. Uh, Batman. <laughs> <laughs> the pelican man do you see that guy eat tin fish and then fly away the pelican man well and that's interesting yeah. like moths that kind of gets to something like a lot of people have um a pretty hardcore like phobia of moths right because there's they, they um, i'm not one of them they don't bother me no but they're dirty and they're obnoxious <laughs> so the mothman so this was november 15th and and a lot of them are clustered around the same time and then that's i kind of wonder there okay point pleasant west virginia small town how much of it's like it's that it's circulating, or were there really a bunch of weird things going on? So this was Linda Scarberry and Roger Scarberry, uh, and then there was Steve Mallet and Mary Mallet. I don't know at the time if they were married or if they've since been married. They were uh, hanging out next to an abandoned power plant. Suddenly, two large red eyes were reflected in the headlights. It's always the eyes in these stories. Yeah. They see these eyes and they look at him and then they realize that there's like this whole strange creature that was like a gray looking human like figure with wings. 
that was around the corner of the power plant. And they they said that this thing didn't run. It didn't really walk, but it like wobbled like it couldn't quite keep its balance. And and the eyes were something they described as circular, fiery red. Um, and then the body like a man with wings. And they described this as being about a seven foot tall creature. And they described it further as half man, half monster. I really like this quote. You could see muscles in its legs. All right. <laughs> like the, that it was muscular or it's also made out of muscles. Right, I don't know. Like the like the like the aquatic creature. Right, right. Who knows? Because 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 yeah, that that sounds like a monster. You could see to me. muscles. Like, it had muscles, legs. muscles for legs. Oh God, what? <laughs> no, thank you. Well, you know what's funny too? Like I I think this was more the fifties. Uh huh. The late fifties. And I love watching things like Mystery Science Theater 3000, right? Because yeah. it makes fun of all these old sci-fi monster movies. But there's a period of time where you have all these now like B movies that are very um, much like those kinds of monsters. Like you've just described this absurd thing. Yeah. But, like that was what was popular in all these old sci-fi movies. You've got this weird, horrible looking clay animated monster guy in a suit. And there's a whole vein of like the giant spider that killed the world or like, you know the the 80,000 foot tall centipede or whatever it was you know <laughs> yeah exactly they drive off terrified and they see the creature like following them they suddenly they see it on a billboard right like nearby where they're mm-hmm. driving they're like how did it get there well then it spreads its wings and takes off into the air they were terrified they keep going faster and then the mothman allegedly begins gliding back and forth over their car chasing them and they keep going they were, they claim that they were at over 100 miles per hour trying to get away from this thing, but it was still able to follow them. And they'd see it in their rearview mirror chasing them. Mm-hmm. It's said to have left scratch marks on the Chevy. I haven't really looked into this at the moment here with the notes I have. I'm not seeing anything that ever actually verified if there were any, it was any kind of damage to the car. Yeah. Um, apparently it squeaked like a big mouse. Maybe that's why it's like a, call him Mothman. Ma- but, but bats squeak. Right. It was the Batman. He's real. It was a vampire. Oh my! Oh my <laughs> oh, God! Uh, a daywalker. A day. Oh, well, this was at night, wasn't it? No, this was in the day. Oh yeah. And I think that's interesting when you have these Mothman sightings during the day. But uh, so finally, it stopped chasing them. Uh, they veered off into a field, ran into town, and freaked out. And everyone, you know, was like, "Ah." Huh. So there you have it. Oh, I'm sorry. It, it was night. It oh, was it was night. night. I just found something that said it was night. Or near night. But again, that's another situation where I think, yeah, man, we were out driving and something messed up our car and it was the Mothman. Like, we were being totally responsible. Nothing wrong was happening, but something messed up our car. It wasn't us. We didn't smash into anything. Uh, we got attacked by a squeaky bat monster man. Okay, I hear what you're saying, but how then do you explain that they file... How do you explain that they file a police report right. describing the entire incident. And then that the police officer who took the report, Deputy Millard Halstead, didn't believe them but knew that they weren't troublemakers and that they were genuinely terrified. So he actually went out to investigate the story. You're speechless. <laughs> yeah. For now. So, and then the the deputy claims that as he was out there he heard strange noises on his radio there was weird static weird interference but he never found any trace of a creature right 
Huh. Yeah, that one's that one's weird. I don't have anything for that. So this is truly the story that that led to everything else. Um, the paper ran with this. They got a hold of it, started you know printing uh, printing the story, and the paper, like usual, is who coined the term Mothman. Now, oh, I didn't know this. Oh, how funny! They allegedly based it uh, on Batman who had just gotten a television series. <laughs> so that must be the Adam West series, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they named it They named it Mothman based on Batman. We've been making jokes the whole time about that, and there you go. It was actually, that's why. And yet, and yet. But again, a moth does not look like a bat. Those are two very, a moth, a bat would eat a moth. It would. But not, they, that's, uh, whatever. Go ahead. <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs> Now, the other thing you have happening after this is is the hysteria, like I talked about, the interest. Like, there's a sudden spike in people coming to Point Pleasant to try and see the Mothman. There was a place where there was hundreds of cars, you know, pulled out in the fields thinking they'd see it. Yeah, yeah. Because this is truly, this is what kicked off all the sightings and all the stories. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so the, the story we just heard, that's the one that kicked it off, the, the couple. That's the one we just heard. Yeah, but so you read a little bit about the Mothman before I just listened to myself talk the next, you know, 45 minutes. T- <laughs> tell me, tell me, kind of, what what did you regale our listeners with your impression, your insights? I, honestly, my, a lot of my a lot of my thoughts as I as I kind of came away from listening to the people talk about it was was just a lot of like scapegoating the Mothman, where anything that happened, any you know. Oh, some people were out in their car, and something hit the top of it. And you know what? These uh, these young teenage kids that were out there when something struck their vehicle, or they struck something with their vehicle, they're convinced that it was the <laughs> Mothman. And it's like, mm, right? I don't think that it was. It's just me personally. Like it just it feels like if if you live in an area where there is a a well documented crazy thing that that is known to happen well there there you go there's your get out of jail free card like oh no 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 it was the mothman and and so i just (laughs) this one i have a hard time this one i have a hard time believing more more so than some of the other ones sure where it just kind of seems like you know every picture that you can find of it that, that people have put online it's like uh you know like people say they uh people describe seeing uh a sort of a, a what looked like perhaps a balloon with a flashlight taped on it. It's like, well, that's probably exactly what it was. Or like, maybe it was. Y- maybe. No, it's, it's it's interesting you mention that because the, it's it's known, it's documented that uh, in the '60s there were a number of hoaxes that emerged as this was happening, and there was a construction crew or a tunnel crew that thought it would be hilarious to tape two red flashlights onto a weather balloon and send it off. <laughs> and so there you go. Like you just, you just nailed one of the things that actually did happen. That was a hoax. Right. Yeah. No. And, and the, the one, the one picture that some radio station or news station put out that people think is the most like definitive proof of the Mothman or whatever it, it, <laughs> it's, a, it's clearly a bird. Like, you know, what I mean? like it, I love pictures like that. Yes, yes. Oh, I love it. Like, I love too. I used to joke about this all the time in the last season. You have a picture of something, and and it's like the, the, the most real ghost picture ever. And, right. like, there's a little red circle drawn around some blurry thing. And you're like, what is yeah. this? Definitive proof. <laughs> I like one uh, 
uh, I was looking for pictures of the Mothman when you mentioned you had been looking at those. And there was one that was relatively recent where somebody basically had a picture of an eagle with a snake in its mouth. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Mothman. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. But but that's interesting. Like You immediately, with the naming of this cryptid or entity, have an image that is like already very um, unsettling and very creepy and very eerie. Like there's something happening in the construction of the idea of this monster or whatever it is that that is even beginning in the name. And and we're to kind of, you know, play to your argument there. It's like, well, right. Like th- this does seem very possible, like a case of mass hysteria. Right. Um, because you have all these people that are, are, are buying into an idea before they have the experience. Right. Um, so that's definitely one argument against the Mothman being real. Absolutely. Now, to kind of go back to, I'll play the, the molder to your scully, like we've said we're going to do. <laughs> well, I love it. I love it. Like, it's like, I want the Mothman to be real. You know, I want the Chupacabra to be real. I want the Bigfoot to be I, I love it. I love it. Yeah, yeah. Actually, Weston here, Weston, here, I'll tell you, if you want to catch the Mothman, I know exactly how you can do it, okay? You ready for this? You need a really really big lamp yeah and if you can fill up a giant uh like metal trough <laughs> with soapy water there you go and put that yes. underneath the light if you turn if you turn them off real quick and then if you turn the lights off and then turn them on real fast with that underneath it, you'll catch him yes you'll catch him and then he'll fall in yeah why what people people have swimming pools in west virginia I, oh, yeah all you need is you don't you need it you need to stock tank right and and then the borax or the dish soap and you're good yeah, why did no one think of that? Yeah, you got you got yourself a Mothman. <laughs> You're selling sideshow tickets and you're back on track. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When we can all go outside again, I say. How, but how do you keep him? Is he powdery? Is the mo- no one ever says is the Mothman powdery? Is he what? Does he leave a residue like a moth does? All oh, right, like if he bangs into something, is there dust all over? The right. Ground? Is there like why? Why was there never an imprint? I guess he's just good at flying. Yeah. Or or again. <laughs> Moth is the wrong name for this bullshit. <laughs> this this flying creature. Yeah. The 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 the, the flying fox man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I still Batman. I still like the Batman. If only West Virginia would have gone that direction, they'd have really had something. Oh yeah, seriously. Tourism no. Tourism aplenty. In defense of calling it the Mothman. So you the, the the accounts uh, of the sightings, the, the best accounts of the Mothman, it's always this dark creature, very dark, hard to see, huge wings, mm-hmm. and really large glowing red eyes. And they always kind of say it's kind of human-shaped, but then it's, it's not really like a human. Um, and the eyes are what they mm-hmm. fixate on. And I have another account that's considered one of the better accounts of the Mothman. And I and I love that the Mothman becomes this kind of boogeyman in Point Pleasant and the surrounding areas with right. anything a little weird. It, it's like you said. Now this was the account that was actually the best one. So I apologize, Connie Joe Carpenter. So she was 18 at the time that the Mothman was big in West Virginia. He's still big in West Virginia. There's a museum now. Um, and a and a weird a weird metallic statue. <laughs> I, have you seen that? I, I wish I have seen it, and like I wish. Like, I love this artwork where you see the Mothman as this kind of vague shape, and it's got the wings, it's got the form. Yeah. 
but it's not, you know, right? It's 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 not uh, really defined. It doesn't look like an insect person. Yeah, and that statue, it's, I, I wish it was more. Also, the wings on that sculpture are so full of holes. How would the thing fly? You know, like they're, they're so ho- <laughs> like there are too many holes in those wings. It would not. It would I not know. be airborne. Exactly. Again, I'm no zoologist. <laughs> but when it comes to moths, they're gross. <laughs> right. See, it's again. It's your whole. It's 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 the Batman because that that moth. Could yeah. Not fly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. We 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 sorry. Anyways, Connie Joe Carpenter. Connie Joe Carpenter was 18 at the time, worked in a local diner. Of course she did. Was on her way home from church with her boyfriend. Middle of the day, 10.30 a.m. November 27th, 1966. So she saw what she thought at first was a large, gray-looking man standing uh, on the side of the road by a golf course. Suddenly, 10-foot wings unfolded. The man took to the air and flew towards the car at blinding speed so uh, and got so close that she thought that, that this thing was going to hit the car. And uh, obviously she was traumatized. Obviously. And after the account, her boyfriend, who was with her at the time driving the car, didn't see this. And, and this moment they kind of create in the movie with a different character and in a different way. Her boyfriend didn't see it. Um, but then when she got home, all she could go on was those eyes, those eyes, and describe these red eyes, these big red eyes that were fixed on her, and she couldn't look away from them. She was by herself, and her boyfriend heard it when she got home, and she was all traumatized. But then that explains, I was thinking the movie where he's mm-hmm. in the car. But, but okay. So she sees these eyes, the eyes horrify her, it's all she can go on about. Later on, she was actually diagnosed with uh, Klieg conjunctivitis, or eyeburn, um, and this is this is at least accepted as a fact. Um, her eyes were red, swollen, itchy, and watery for about two weeks after this incident happened. Now she was one of many people at the time that allegedly were diagnosed as having this eyeburn after claiming they had seen this Mothman, and then she also claimed that she saw the face. And it was horrible, like something, quote, out of a science fiction movie. Now, in 2001, there was a big documentary done on the Mothman. Um, and her husband, who had been her boyfriend at the time, his name is Keith uh, Eicher, was interviewed in this and talked about her sighting and stressed that he always believed her because of how distressed she was by what she had seen, how upset she was, how much it shook her, and then the, the, eye, the eye burn that she had. And one thing he said, and quote, the only thing I have to say is keep an open mind because someday it could happen to you. And if you try to tell somebody, what are you going to do if they laugh at you or if they call you a kook that you're imagining or that you're trying to cause chaos, but it actually did happen? What if? And if's a big question. So it's just interesting that someone that close to her um, maintained that that had really happened. Yeah. And, th- and there's a lot of, I don't have a lot of other stories, but there's a lot of stories like that about the Mothman. Yeah, uh, I feel like to this was in the, you said the summer, November. Oh, November. Okay, huh? Mm-hmm. Then I got nothing. But but it went it went on for over a year. Busted. Oh, here's another good one. If you want to hear some more, <laughs> of course. This is Merrill Partridge. Um, this was ta- said to have taken place in Salem, West Virginia. So it's about a hundred miles away from Point Pleasant. 
and, and more of the sightings, again, were relegated to Point Pleasant. So this was on either November 13th of 66 or November 14th or November 15th. I don't know why it matters that much, but there you go. It's a, it's a, it's a three-day difference. <laughs> so I feel like if something awful and traumatic – if something traumatic happened to me, I, my response would be like, it was either Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday when this awful, right. shocking thing happened to me. I can't really remember. Maybe Friday, Saturday, Thanks, or Meryl. Sunday. <laughs> Right, yeah. Who's to say? But it happened this month. So, so Merrill was a contractor. So it was about ten thirty at night on one of those three days. When you're a contractor, it's all the same <laughs> until you get paid. Right, yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. It wasn't payday. That's all I can tell you. So his TV suddenly quote blanked out and had quote a real fine herringbone pattern that appeared uh, on the screen. I like that too. Like, oh, it's definitely a contractor. A herringbone pattern. All right. <laughs> No, redecorate no, no. a kitchen or do yeah. some welding. Yeah. Um, he had a dog. It was sitting on the porch outside. Lots of people have a dog. But the dog was howling towards the barn. And the dog was acting very strange, acted like it saw something. And then Merrill claims he saw circular red lights in the barn that then suddenly disappeared. Of course, those being the Mothman's eyes. The next day, he went to the barn uh, to look for his dog because the dog had gone after it, hadn't come back. And all he could find were the dog's paw prints. It had been pretty muddy, so that was pretty easy to see, right? Uh, And he claims that the paw prints went to the approximate position of where these lights had been. He found the tracks moving in a circle, but not leading off anywhere. And then there were no tracks. And, and of course, again, his dog had not returned. His dog just vanished. Interesting. Searched for weeks, never found the dog. To this day, there is no explanation. The dog ran away. You know, like that's the that's the. <laughs> and you just didn't see the paw prints. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, because you stopped. I I literally walked up to only where I thought this thing was and didn't really sort of walk past that. But uh, but uh, I mean, no no footprints, no note from the dog saying sorry, I left. <laughs> so so the only. The only foreseeable or the only the only plausible explanation is, uh, I guess the 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 Mothman took it. And I and I love that the Mothman becomes this kind of boogeyman in Point Pleasant and the surrounding areas with anything a little weird. It, it's right. like you said. And the next uh, hour and a half will just be us playing the. Uh, the next hour and a half will just be us playing the Richard Gear <laughs> and uh, Deborah Messing film. So thank you for listening to us and. Uh, Please enjoy yeah. this copywritten film we're about to play you only the audio of. So so feel free to imagine uh, whatever you think it looks like. We, we don't need the rights. Everything's shut yeah, down. Yeah. Come give me a subpoena, <laughs> but stay six feet away. But no, you mentioned the film. Paper plane thrown at somebody. Oh, a paper plane subpoena. That's a good idea. Can they fax? Yeah, well, can, hey, you, yeah. can you fax a subpoena? I don't think so. Uh, if, you have a, if, if you have a fax machine, uh, yes. All right. But, I mean, you, you can't send. I mean, I'm gonna send you a fax. Well, I don't have a fax machine, so good you, luck. No, you you can do that on on the internet. Oh yeah, it's called yeah. email. Yeah, that's true. No, no, you, you <laughs> can send faxes. Oh wow, this is a fascinating uh, conversation. I know that you, <laughs> this happens on Ghost of the Garbage. It doesn't matter who it is. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> continuing a uh, tradition. Cultural diatribes about nothing. <laughs> 
you mentioned the movie. The movie is really interesting uh, because it's based on a novel by uh, what's the guy's name? I you know, and I read this last night and I cannot remember. I think it's John Key for something like that. It's something like that, yeah. And it's, and the novel is called The Mothman Prophecies. He wrote it in the 1970s, unless I'm mistaken, mm-hmm. and had gone in and talked to all of these different people from Point Pleasant that claimed to have seen the Mothman, claimed to have been, um, I don't know, a part of what was going on uh, when all of this happened. Mm-hmm. And one, so one story, unless there's something you want to jump in with at the moment. No, I, I, I you, you take the, you take the wheels. Uh, John Keel, I'm sorry. Ah, so. And you mentioned the movie. One of the big things in the movie is, I believe the character's name is Gordon, and Richard Gere meets him, and allegedly he's talking to this this person that's appeared out of nowhere. And in the movie, this guy's name is Indrid Cold, right? Mm-hmm. The Mothman is Indrid Cold when he takes a human form or something. So the real account was from a man who had a name that escapes me because I took notes, and they're not right in front of me. Woodrow... Derenberger. Um, so Woodrow Derenberger was the actual man that the character Gordon is based off of that claimed he was driving uh, home one day and was stopped because he saw what he claimed was was like an alien spacecraft, basically. A long tube-like vessel that landed on the road next to his car, and this man who, who looked kind of gray and looked kind of weird but still looked like a person got out and he claims was talking to him telepathically. And this man says his name is Indrid Cold. Now, at the time, until John Keel writes the book, this story wasn't really connected to the Mothman. The Mothman was like another thing that was going on. Apparently, West Virginia had, or Point Pleasant, there was like what I would term uh, UFO hysteria in Point Pleasant at the time. And the 60s, That's there were a lot of places where UFO sightings were got really big in the 60s. Um, but they they were claiming in Point Pleasant that there was all this stuff with these UFOs, the Mothman, and then Men in Black, actually. Um, and maybe sometime we'll do an episode on the Men in Black. Like, that comes from a phenomenon in the 60s. Yeah. Or, or alleged things in the 60s. Um, so Woodrow's accounts were actually much more in the vein of UFO mythology than the Mothman at the time. But then John Keel ties the two together in his book, The Mothman Prophecies. And then, of course, in the movie, it all makes it kind of like a demonic sort of a thing. But um, Woodrow always claimed that this man, Injured Cole, was very pleasant, was very nice, um, at times allegedly gave him... um, I would say, like, based on what I read, it was never anything actually prophetic, but, but at the time, Woodrow claimed that it was these kind of omens or these kind of soothsayings about this or that that was going to happen and actually then Woodrow suffered a lot of really like like negative backlash over this he lost jobs um, ultimately his family uh, he, he divorced he was estranged from his family he left West Virginia because this, this became such a, a black mark on his reputation and then eventually came back to West Virginia and it was something that he he never recanted any of his stories but according to people that knew him and John Keel uh he just didn't talk about it anymore at a certain point huh. yeah <clears throat> that's um very interesting and then so you have all these other stories at the same time that are similar where other people were claiming that they saw injured cold and he communicated with them telepathically was trying to warn them about things 
and then this is really interesting. You end up with this vein of, of UFOologists and, and alien enthusiasts that are very into this idea of aliens coming here to warn us about this or that and, and almost being like these um, messengers to us. So, so the Indrid Cold mythos, if you will, very much is in that vein of, of story and, and strange happenings. Right. So there you go. For me, that uh, I, I don't really like tying it to the Mothman specifically because it's so different. Um, sure. And are there still like are there still sightings of this now? Do people still insist that they're still seeing the Mothman, or is this a phenomenon that was exclusive to the 1970s and now people are like, yeah, man, he must have got bored with us. I don't know. He went, you know. I mean, does is this still happening? I, I feel like it's more what you're saying there. It, it seems to be more contained to a period of time. And then Keel in his book kind of asserts that where he's going with the whole extraterrestrial explanation that the Mothman was there at that time because of the bridge collapse and was trying to warn the people and that there was this this kind of otherworldly intervention into human life, but then that there have been Mothman sightings elsewhere around the world and it's always these aliens, which I don't care for that no, explanation. Uh-uh. I'm all about aliens, but that one doesn't interest me very much. Well, and also I sort of feel like if the Mothman is supposed to show up to warn us about gigantic, uh, <laughs> awful, pandemic-y things that are happening, it's like, well, we got one right now. Where's the Mothman? Like, Yeah, he's missed out on a few. Yeah, he, he, <laughs> he's been asleep at the wheel for quite a while. Like. <laughs> Well, and I think that's what's interesting, too, is like, and the movie even kind of addresses this idea that I think kind of criticizes that that notion of what the Mothman might be. It doesn't prevent anything. Right. Like, all, everything still happens. So it's just like it freaks people out. Yeah, he shows up and freaks people out so badly that's all they can focus on, making them forget about, like, he could have a sign that's like, look out for the thing! And everyone's like, holy shit, right. what did we just see? Did you see that thing we just saw? And then the thing, the monster is like, watch out for the thing, <laughs> is happening. Exactly. And defe- defeats the purpose. Yeah, so he needs to work on his delivery. Maybe, maybe looking like... Or just as a... Work on his appearance. Yeah, but then that's what's interesting with the whole injured cold side of the story is that like that's a very that's a very right. human looking. Yeah, show up as a person mm-hmm. and say, "Don't cross that bridge." Right. I know for a fact somebody's gonna blow it up. You're like, well, probably, <laughs> probably him, but like, you know, if you know that specifically. But I just, yeah, like, like just just show up as a person and be like, "Yo, everybody's going to get SARS." Like every, you know. Which is why I still argue that the Mothman, that the Mothman and this other UFO stuff that was going on, it's two different things. And like I said, I like to think that the the Mothman maybe is something. What? I have no idea. Uh, 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 a Batman. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. It's it's uh that's one. Again, there there are some of these stories that I definitely think that's super weird, that's super unexplainable, and I don't have, I can't come. I think I said this in the 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 first round of Ghost in the Garbage podcast episodes I did. There are some times and some things where I definitely think, yeah, I've got no explanation for this, so so therefore I can't say, no, I don't think so. But but this one to me, I don't want to say definitively, but this one for me pretty much feels like looking at looking at all the info and all the things. It's like this is not real. Like this one is this one is 
explainable by a lot of a lot of wildlife in in that part of the country. You know, mm-hmm. what I mean? like a lot of birds, a lot of big animals, a lot of a lot of things. I don't necessarily think it's weird monsters showing up to steal our dogs and just <laughs> you know, like was that girl even at church with her boyfriend? Like that's a that's a that's a why were you so late coming home well my boyfriend and i were at church and you wouldn't believe what's about to happen we it's the 60s and 70s my boyfriend and i are at church and you wouldn't believe what happened we saw the mothman and that's why my eyes are all red swollen and itchy like it was the mothman no it wasn't why why else would they be swollen red and itchy well i was gonna argue that they were maybe burning down you know oh okay (laughs) the 60s 70s psychedelics the Mothman was the product of LSD. Yeah, yeah of, of like, oh, your eyes are all red and itchy because you, you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I you should have checked your god, check your goddamn purse. There's no Mothman. <laughs> it was shrooms. It was exactly, exactly. Which is kind of interesting with what you're suggesting. If it is drug use, that there's a lot of there's a similar image that's recurring. Right. Which gets into all kinds of fun, weird stuff. I mean, who knows, right? There's things like MK Ultra, where uh, it's a fact that that there was testing done on civilian populations with mind altering um, uh, chemicals and stuff, uh, drugs, basically. But solved it. There we go. Put it to rest. There's your answer. <laughs> <laughs> Urban Mythbusters. <laughs> Maybe that's what we should change the name to. <laughs> you couldn't find yeah. the dog? It no, ran uh, away. You're a horrible pet owner. The end. Yeah, yeah. You're negligent. That animal couldn't fly. An artist put holes in the wings. <laughs> that statue couldn't fly. It's made out of metal. Moths aren't. <laughs> oh, Lord. Like I said, this one to me feels more like a collective... Uh, scapegoat hysteria excuse thing. This 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 one feels to me. My my stance is the Mothman feels a little bit easier to dismiss as as perhaps a hoax than say some of the other ones do. Sure. I, and I still I with this one I think where I go is uh I think it's entirely possible that there were people that cited something that experienced something. Was it the Mothman? Maybe maybe not. What is the Mothman? I don't know. I was just gonna say, um, even even living around here, where where I, I am right now, which is in Colorado, um, there's been a couple of times. I, I work for a, you know this, Weston, but um, I work for a small theater group, and we we do outdoor productions. You do and theater. And there's been a couple of times where we've, I do, yeah, <laughs> I do, I do. Again, you know this. Maybe somebody else doesn't. Um, uh, but yes, I make plays. Um, but there's been times where you'll you'll walk down to the set in the middle of the night after a show, and you'll see like one giant hawk, one really large owl perched on top of the set. And, oh yeah. And they they are big. And they are big, and they are very large. And and if you and if there's if there is any light whatsoever, that light. Sm- blasting onto the to the eyes of, of even birds can be orangish can be reddish um and if they're big enough yeah you know i'm not saying they look like i'm not saying they look like people but um but they're 
Yeah, but they're big and they're unnerving and they're strange, especially when they take off suddenly or swoop down at you or whatever. So, so this is to me is just one that feels like well, there's there's got to be an explanation for this one that's not supernatural. Sure, sure. And actually, what you just said is is one of the arguments most often cited uh, to refute some of these sightings. And I, oh, that's what I was going to say. Is I, I think with things like this, you have an instance where maybe someone experienced something real, something unexplained, but then it leads to all these instances of people looking for it. So of course they find it, and and right, and they hysteria exactly. I, I wouldn't call that hysteria, but like it's it's um it's a phenomenon. Fever, uh, yeah, Mothman right, yeah. fever, Mothman fever. There you go. Absolutely. <laughs> to the point then that you get people like John Keel writing books about it and insisting it's aliens. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Which. Yeah. Was well, isn't in, in the movie? Isn't there a phone call scene? Is it is it is it him or is it her that gets the the real weird phone call that they think is from the Mothman? Oh, the movie. And how do we scoot over this? The movie's terrifying. No, it, yes, it truly is. Yeah. I think that's the scariest movie ever. It's, it's pretty. It's the phone pretty calls freaky. in that are horrifying. Yeah. It is. Where the phone rings and he rips it out of the wall and it's still ringing. Yeah, yeah, and it's the I do, yeah, and and I can't. I wish I could, I wish I could recreate what I could do an impression of the voice on the other line, and I can't. But I just I remember feeling like, oh, that's truly, it's truly upsetting. I'll I'll edit your voice to make it sound that way. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, it's horrifying. Or the part where you see it in the mirror. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Oh no. Oh, it gives me the willies. Yeah. So what y'all should do is listen to this podcast, and then since you can't go outside anyways, <laughs> go watch Mothman prophecies. Go watch the Mothman prophecies. Yeah. Don't answer your phone if you still have a landline. Yeah. Also, why do you have a landline? Yeah. <laughs> there. You, there you go. Smashed it. <laughs> myth. Myth busted. Myth busted. You, you you don't seem to think the Mothman is real. If you really have a message that you want to get out to people, don't show up in the middle of the night and scare the living hell out of somebody or try to attack their car. You know what? The Mothman wants people to listen to it. If the Mothman is real, he can come on this podcast and do an interview and tell people he's real. Otherwise, oh, man. fake news. Oof, be careful what you wish for. I'm, I'm reminded of those phone calls in the movie again. That is, I will just say you have a much roomier and better space to record a <laughs> podcast than I have here. So, you know. I don't want no Mothman in my studio. Right, I will put some, put, some, uh, put some sheet blood or something above the door of your house. <laughs> I don't know how this works. I think you're thinking of something else. <laughs> oh, right. Put some... Uh, uh, some the bowl of water. It's a bowl of water and a candle. Yeah, and if all else fails, get you some get you some lavender and peppermint essential oils, and you should be uh, exactly the same as you were before you started taking them. I'm gonna get right on that. <laughs> Good. <laughs> that that can one of our podcasts for Strange Tales should just be about essential oils. We we can do uh, like essential oils as ghost repellent. Just uh, the idea that essential oils work. <laughs> Strange tales. <laughs> yeah, we could do that. Find somebody who'd be like, as a matter of fact, I did take this peppermint oil and it did get rid of the symptoms of my anxiety. And now I'm also immortal. <laughs> right, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to live forever. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Wonderful. Ghost of the Garbage Season 2, Essential Oils. <laughs> right, yeah, perfect. There you go. Tons of listeners, tons of complaints. <laughs> 
Hey, there's there's no bad press, right? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> that's a, that's, <laughs> that's that remains to be seen. Fair enough. All right, well, uh, thank you everyone for joining us on our grand return to Ghost in the Garbage. Um, as always, you can listen on eternalsunstudios.com, ghostinthegarbage.com. We're also up on Spotify and iTunes. Um, yeah, I'm excited, Daniel. This is fun. We're going to have a lot of fun. Me, me as well. Yeah, thank, thank you for, uh, thank you for inviting me into this. Oh, of course. What, what should we, what should we do next? What's our next topic? Um, that's an excellent question for which I, I do not have an answer at this point. I say, I say, diet loft pass or, or one, or one you pick. Yeah, I, I'm fine with, I'm fine with either of those. Both sound terrifying. <laughs> Don't scare yourself too much. We need to do vampires also. Oh yes. Yes, 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 absolutely. That would be a ton of fun. All right, well, until next time. Until next time. This is Ghost in the Garbage.